0: This is Pet Life Radio. Let's Talk Pets.
1: Hi, welcome to It's a Doggy Dog World. I'm your host, Liz Palaika, with my good friends, Petra Burke and Kate Abbott. How do you? And today we're going to talk about dog training, but not talking about specific issues. We're going to talk about how to do dog training, like group classes. We in a previous podcast we talked about private one-on-one training, and in a future podcast we're we're going to talk about boarding and training. Group classes are probably one of the most common ways of doing training and one of the most affordable. But every training Type has pros and cons. So we're going to talk about what group classes are, how they work, what can be covered in a group class, maybe what isn't covered in a group class traditionally, what owner's expectations might be, and then, of course, we have to cover, uh, before we let you go, we have to cover owner responsibility. What's your job during and after a group class? So let's take it from there. So first of all, a group class is a group. But what is a group class?
2: Well, as I tell, I think I've said this a million times. It's become a a statement. A group class is a chance to work and teach your puppy dog around distractions, which is the reason for a group class and the frustration of attending a group class. But it's
0: like a a controlled...
2: It's a controlled
0: distraction. Distraction. Right.
2: As opposed to working out in public where somebody might let their dog run up to yours.
0: Exactly.
2: Um, things will happen. But it can be frustrating. It A lot depends on how well the classes run. I said, we do a really <laughs> good job at it, but still. <laughs> <laughs> um, well,
0: classes develop their own personality.
2: Oh, boy, do they. <laughs> right?
0: They really exactly. do. It's amazing. It's yeah. almost. It, I can understand teachers. If you ever yeah. talk to teachers, elementary school or whatever, they say the same thing. My my brother's teacher, and it's true there too. The class develops a personality.
1: There have been times when we've had a group class graduate after meeting with them for a month and a half, and go, "Oh, I'm going to miss them." Yeah. And then we've had other classes graduate when we've gone, <laughs> "Oh, thank you. <laughs> We're just glad we got through it
2: without bloodshed." <laughs> yes. Yeah,
1: But something else about the group class that I've often told, even the whole group, is think of the group class also as group therapy. Yes. Because if you have a question, ask it, because somebody else in class has that question too. Yeah, If you're having a problem during the week, tell us about it Mm -hmm. so that we can talk about it with the whole class. If you want to talk with another class member after class out in the parking lot, that's absolutely fine. You know, talk about it
0: because this is a shared experience. A funny part is talking about group therapy. Also, there has been relationships developed. <laughs> friendships. Oh, yeah. That developed from our classes that still get together in, a couple years later and their dogs still have play dates and they go to dinner. And, yeah, literally friendships have developed. Yeah. Shared
2: common
1: goals.
0: Yeah. So the group is usually a number of dogs
1: and their owners – And the number can vary. We generally have three to four, sometimes five trainers with a group class. Some trainers have one trainer in a group class. And so that will affect how many students can be in the group. And in this era of COVID, we're recording this during COVID, there are fewer, at least with us, with Kindred Spirits, there's fewer students in the class because we have to have social distancing. But. Yeah, it's a big change. But a number of dogs and students per trainer will vary. Ideally, you'd like there to be maybe three, four, five students per trainer. Not much more than that, because then you're not going to get a lot of personal attention. If you only have one trainer handling an entire group class that's a number of dogs and people, that trainer will be teaching the group but not individuals. If you can have, while you're looking at group classes, if there are a few more trainers teaching, assisting, then there's more one-on-one attention.
2: It's part of our structure is to to prove, give them the theory, demonstrate, and then have them practice so that we do have hands-on time to walk around and make little adjustments with each owner and dog pair.
0: And then when there is three or four of us, it makes it much easier.
2: It's also kind of fun to have that shared group purpose. Okay, so puppy classes. I mean, the people want The puppies are adorable. And puppy stories. And there's nothing like another puppy owner to listen with big eyes to your puppy
1: story. My puppy's True. a piranha. My gosh, his teeth are like... And and somebody else is going, mine too. Uh-huh. And then the trainer hears this discussion and goes, okay, let's talk about that. Uh-huh, that's exactly <laughs> And you
2: know that your puppy being a piranha does not mean that he's a bad puppy. Right. Exactly. You, oh, your puppy is too, to different degrees, so it's a takes some of the worry off that my puppy is de- defective, oh my God.
0: Well, right now, the most common over we're here, and I think now more of them are talking to each other, so they know majority of puppies are distractions. Yeah. So many all of a sudden are like, oh, my puppy's so distracted when we come here, and all of a sudden you're going to say, well, so is mine, well, so is mine, i like,
1: that's normal.
0: Well, that's with normal. COVID, we talk about it.
1: With COVID, and if you're listening to this podcast a couple of years from now, remember back to COVID. <laughs> we've got more puppies who are being raised at home with less socialization away from the home. Yes. Mm-hmm. And that makes a difference.
0: Yeah. yeah it absolutely. makes a big
1: difference. The other thing, basic class, the basic obedience classes, we get more young dogs Older puppies, young dogs, young adults who are teenagers. (laughs) One of the most common
2: questions at the end of graduating from puppy is, when should we start the next level of classes, what we call basic? I said, well, you have two things. Some people like to just immediately jump right in and keep it going. Others like to wait until their puppies turn into teenagers because then they know they will need the support of a village around Mm. them to help them get through the most trying time of the puppy's life. And
1: adolescence, is, is trying. definitely trying. Petra yep, and I
0: back up for that.
1: Patri and I have <laughs> sisters, and talk about the lack of socializations. When we got our first stay-at-home order here in California, Petra's puppy and my puppy were eight months old. Yes, I would never ever recommend social isolation for an eight-month-old teenager. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I had to be inventive. If we can't go out in public. We couldn't do a group class at that time. Kindred Spirits was shut down. Yeah. How am I gonna get this teenager safely out and about? Mm -hmm. So I walked my neighborhood with mask (laughs) and Mm -hmm. stood six feet away from people and hollered across the street at neighbors, but got her out and about. Yeah. I took I would
0: take her to Lowe's or Home Depot. Yeah. Right? You know those stores.
2: Yeah. I, I love when people in the puppy class exchange names and numbers with each other.
1: Yeah. And take well. over we've to recommended each it.
2: Absolutely. Yeah. If
1: we've seen puppies and yeah. puppies play nicely together, we've said, you know, you can see. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Not but, that we're
2: playing matchmaker, but only with the puppies. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> with puppies, with
1: the puppies well, if the other happens too, well, that's fine. Right? Yeah, that's it. So let's talk about how a group class works. Now we can speak from Kindred Spirits examples, but I'm sure many other group classes work similarly. Mm-hmm. We give instruction and examples, and often we give examples. Since we all of us live with dogs, we give examples from our own dogs, you know, to make it real and yeah, relevant. Relevant uh, trainers' dogs <clears throat> go through the same things that students' dogs do.
0: Right now, our adolescent lecture works really well because we've got one in it coming out of it finally, but yes, yeah, we try to, yeah, make it real.
1: And then we also use our dogs as demonstration dogs to show the process and the end goal. And then we freely admit that the trainer's dogs make it look easy. Mm-hmm. So very often, depending on the exercise, one of the trainers will take a student dog. Mm-hmm. And show
2: introducing a dog to a new idea mm-hmm. and the differences, helping uh-huh. them through it. Should a dog have a problem,
1: this is how you're going to work through it. And many times we'll ask, if, if we're working on the stay, who in class has a dog who can't hold still? Yeah, right. We're not going to take the best dog in class, the calmest dog in class, to demonstrate that. We'll pick out a wiggle worm yep. so we can work through it.
0: Yep.
1: And uh, if we're talking about A problem behavior like no jump. We're not going to take a dog who never jumps on people. We'll take a dog who does jump on people. And that's
0: probably the best topic because people most volunteer their dogs. Who jumps? You've got like 98% of the class raise their hand. Oh,
2: there's two things. First of all, it's not done during the first week because in the first week, if we ask to borrow people's dogs, they clutch their
0: leashes. Second week, they're almost giving them up.
2: Yeah. By the time we get around to no jump on three, they're
1: here! Take mine! (laughs) Yeah. To, and then they're disappointed if their dog isn't
2: chosen to did mine next time. <laughs> and that's really sad when we take them. And just by touching the leash, the dog doesn't jump.
0: Yeah. Then they're like, what?
1: How do you do that? How come he doesn't jump on you?
2: <laughs> I gave him the look.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's... And, and then depending on the subject matter we're talking about, um, we have them come away from the chairs and the benches and practice. Yeah. And that's when... Having several trainers works because then they go around around the class and everybody gets a little coaching if mm-hmm. they need it. Mm-hmm. Or we like to give praise to the owners too—not just praise the dogs, but praise the owners. Good owner, yeah, awesome job. Yeah, <laughs> cookie. <laughs> I've been under it.
0: Good owner, good owner, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we'll call them all together and start doing and having the whole class work. Work together. Yeah, which is nice because you know, one of our goals is like the stays. We start short and sweet, but by the end, you know, at the end of the whole sessions, we like to a little more distance, a little more time, and uh, doing it as a whole class is nice. And
2: that's where I get to have fun.
0: Yes, and then this is Kate's favorite. So I don't know how many other training classes do this, but Kate's favorite thing to do during our classes is
1: distractions week four if the class has got if the dogs are learning a lot of self-control week four Cato start distractions if maybe we, it's a really good class she's starting earlier <laughs> if if the class has got some issues with self-control maybe it'll wait till week five you had but, but yep, definitely yep. by week five she's and she has a whole variety of things
0: duck calls and squeakers and <laughs> harmonica and oh your little fake dog on the leash oh that's Animatronic that gets, toys. that one gets the most reaction from at least one dog it's plus.
2: one of those silly little you know oh leash toys you push one button and the dog walks forward you push the second button the dog sits back and goes eep 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 <laughs> uh well there was a dog who wanted to eat it the other night
0: uh-huh, <laughs>
2: but it was holding the stay
0: uh-huh
2: and uh I'm reading the puppy dogs as to who I can push a little bit further, a little bit closer with the toy, and the others. I'm like, okay, you did two seconds. Let's move on. Because yeah. <laughs> I do want them to succeed.
1: That's one of our mottos is set the dog up to succeed. Yes, They're going to make enough mistakes on their own. Let's set them up to succeed. And it's We nice. have a lot of mantras. It's great when
2: the whole class is working, and everybody's got their dog sitting still, and they're, and then I come and screw it up. <laughs> <They> <laughs>
0: Yeah. For a moment there, though, we like we tried to say, okay, now look around. Everybody is holding a sit stand. You see, well, prior to COVID, you would see smiles on their faces. No. Now yeah. you can see their eyes squinting. So you I, know miss, smiles. I, I miss smiles. I do too. I miss smiles. I, I was
1: thinking that at the store the other day. I and this will shock some people. I know. I generally like to say hi as I'm if I'm walking the opposite direction from someone. Or, minimum, at least smile. I miss smiles. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, all right, let's talk about what can be covered in a class. I know years ago, before I started teaching classes, when I went to a dog training class with my first German Shepherd, all we covered were what were considered the novice obedience exercises sit, down, stay, come, heal, just the, the basic stay the basic exercises but with our classes we've evolved we give them a full-blown education on lots of stuff
2: the whole philosophy of problem solving you know prevent interrupt redirect
0: well we start with the philosophy of training
2: yeah exactly what the... is our style
0: yeah and teach the people how to teach the dogs to explain how to do that
1: a lot of different
2: <clears throat> styles out there
1: Mm-hmm. And And if they've gone to training somewhere else and are now coming to us, what to do if they're confused, if we're doing something mm -hmm. different, if they prefer to do the way they first learned, which usually they don't. They're usually coming to us because they're having a problem with that style. But, you know, if they want to incorporate various styles.
2: Gosh, we go problem solving from jumping and mouthing and barking to having fun with brain games.
1: Yeah. Um, We talk about body handling.
2: We talk a little bit about food
1: dangers these days. Uh, muzzling. We teach you muscling, how to yeah, muzzle yeah. dog. Mm-hmm. I don't think I've ever run into another trainer, and there very well could be some, but I haven't met them at this point, that taught muzzling in class. But we did it. We started doing it after one of my dogs had a bad accident. Pulled yeah. some toenails out. Yeah. But muzzling was so important. To be able to treat him safely. Yeah.
2: And through part of his... Uh, Recovery too. Oh, yeah. I say sometimes it's nicer to wear a muscle than a, have that cone.
1: Oh, yeah. Definitely. Where they're whacking
2: into doorways. Yeah. Uh-huh. In the, the back, back of, my of your legs. legs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: And I couldn't put the inflatable one on him because his body was so long that he could reach every part of him with the inflatable one.
2: Sometimes it's hard in a group class because we are teaching to the general idea. Right, right. And so if someone's got a, a specific issue, sometimes we can listen and deal with it in class and sometimes we have to say, this is just not appropriate to take up the time right now.
1: Right. You know? Let's take a break at that right for the moment. Okay. So we'll be right back. Stay tuned.
2: Hey there, so we have a new sponsor with an interesting, wonderful product. The product is called Daily Dose, and it's a dental treat for your puppy dog, so it's designed to help clean their teeth and the ingredients in it, as well as the structure of it. But the added bit to this is that you can choose whether it's a dental treat that also supports skin health, or a dental treat that does heart health, or joint health, or a dental treat that also is calming for your puppy dog. Developed by vets, to be simple to use, simple and effective, one a
0: day, and you can choose the additional benefits for your dog in addition to teeth help. For $3 off your order, visit yourpetsdailydose.com and use promo code DOGWORLD. One chew a day for a happier, healthier dog and a long life. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome
1: back. We're talking right now about what is covered in a class, but let's also talk about owner expectations. What what do people usually want when they come to a class? Kate, you take the phone calls, Petra, you take the emails. What are people asking for, or what do they expect when they come to a class?
2: Well, that runs the gamut. <laughs> it really does. Most of the time, they're the majority of the time, they have adolescent dogs. Yes. And they just don't even know what they want, but they can't keep living with the dog they have at that moment.
1: That's true. uh, A couple months ago, when we came back from the first COVID shutdown, Mm -hmm. we had a class, and I actually Mm -hmm. asked the class, everyone whose dog is between eight and 14 months old, raise your hand. And it was all but, I think, about two dogs. That's
2: that's most of the classes, yeah. 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 That way. And they're just so frustrated. So one of our talks is about what is adolescence and what to expect and I touch on it in the puppy class so they have some preparation for what's going to happen.
1: Somebody last year, I think, asked me that. He said, why do you talk so much about adolescence? You talked about it a couple weeks ago. You brought it up last week. You talked about it again this week. Why do you talk about it so much? And I said, because more dogs are given up to shelters or rescues from normal adolescence than any other single thing. And so this is something that we talk about all the time. Mm -hmm. It
2: is normal. It's not something up with which you need to put, but it is normal. It's a stage they have to go through. So these, sharing with others is part of the group class experience. So you can see, again, it's not that your puppy is a devil spawn. It's normal, but you got to help them through it.
1: Do you think that most people expect that after a six or seven or eight week course whatever the trainer has established that the dog is fixed finished
2: done only if the trainer hasn't done a good job of uh, raising their expectations
0: <laughs> right. right i mean we say that at the end of our course is to let them know we've given you the tools so on but they're not complete it's not finished just because like you did you did our course you're not it's not fixed keep going and then we explain how we keep going. All our dogs are different ages, and we still teach them new stuff. They like to learn. We do
2: get the occasional. Do you remember how nonplussed we all were with this guy? He came with a bully breed, and I think he did two classes, and yeah. then he missed the next two, and finally yes. I just couldn't stand it, so I called they him. And called like, them. is there something yes. going on? You
0: know, it's, it's like,
2: Oh, all I wanted was walking nicely on a leash. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And we, we got that. And I like, signed up for class, came to two sessions? Down. down.
2: Nope, don't need all of that. Just wanted him to walk that I'm very, very happy. Thank you. And the thing oh, was, and we were worth
0: every penny, he said. Okay,
1: okay. Our classes were worth every penny. But, but yeah, the problem <laughs> was is his dog could have done so much yes. more. Yes. <laughs> Yeah,
2: (laughs) but yeah, yeah, yeah. we didn't have a chance to really infect him with higher expectations. Well, we
1: we had actually asked a graduate to come in and talk to him on week two. Yeah, who had a bully breed who had done an excellent job with his thinking the guy needed a little extra help. So we asked this previous student to come in. Yeah. spend the hour with the guy yeah motivate he, him You motivate him and he did and
0: then the guy didn't come back no he was just happy the dog walked nicely <laughs> on a leash <laughs> yeah that, that was, was his biggest goal yeah he's willing to pay anything for that <laughs> like there's a lot more but our wind
2: up for our basic classes is take a second think back to week one and the difference yes. you've made in your puppy dog in the last six weeks Take that and multiply it by the years you have in the future to spend with your dog and keep training him. So that's our end-up message. Thank you for coming. Lovely. Keep doing it.
1: So I think one of the trainer's jobs then, so to speak, imagine quotes around the word job, is to make sure that the owner's expectations are realistic. Yeah. Realistic
0: and higher than what they think. It's amazing. Oh, my God. My dog can't. You know, we'll demo our dog dogs. Um, you'll see the people mumbling, my dog won't be able to do that. My dog can't do that. Then we take their dog and we demo with their dog. And they're like, huh? how did you do that? Well,
1: your dog doing? with our English shepherds, a lot of people think the black black and white ones or the tricolor ones are border collies. Well, you have the smartest breed. Of course, your dog's going to be better.
2: <laughs> Hold my bear. Let me get my terrier.
1: Yes. Yeah. And yeah. we've done that with... Quill doesn't always demo for all the classes, but we've we've said, Kate, go get the terrier because people don't have high expectations for the terriers like they might yeah. with a German Shepherd or a Doberman or a Border Collie mm-hmm. or or
2: if the Labs. Finn and the others, yeah, you know, yeah. to see a, a lab appropriate weight working nicely, that's also fun. Yes. Yeah.
1: All right, well, let's take a break for our second sponsor. And then when we come back, let's talk about owner responsibility in a group class. So hold on. We'll be right back.
2: We have another sponsor for our podcast, Pet Treater. Pet Treater is a subscription gift box that you can sign up for, for your dogs and or your cats. And it gives you a chance to surprise them on a monthly basis with interactive toys, treats, and other things like the one we got came with a bandana.
0: I recently received one for Willow. She loved it. She was so excited, just me opening that box. The bison treats, especially in this box, she really lost their mind.
1: The nice thing about the box too is that it can be tailored to fit your pets. So if you've got a 50-pound dog, or you've got a cat, or you've got a dog and a cat, or if one of your pets has allergies, the box can be tailored to them. And nowadays, right now, while we're filming this with COVID, most of us are spending a lot more time with our pets, but that doesn't mean you can't add something better to it. New toys, new treats, treats for training. And the subscription boxes vary. You can start as low as $15 a box. And then you, you and your pet can have fun opening it together and seeing what's in it.
0: And then if you're obsessed with sharing photos of your pets, as I am, as you can tell all over Facebook, you can connect with other animal lovers on the Pet Treater site. So take a look at it. Go to
2: PetTreater.com. And if you do it now, you can use the coupon code DOGGYDOG, D-O-G-G-Y, D-O-G, all one word, you use that coupon, you'll get 50% off on your first month of your subscription. So that's Pet Treater, P-E-T-T-R-E-A-T-E-R, PetTreater.com. Check them out.
1: 50% off. That's a deal. There you go.
2: Are you listening to this right now with a cell phone clenched between your teeth? As you frantically flip pages on your paper calendars? Or are you a new breed of groomer, bred for speed and efficiency of movement? 123 Pet software automates your communications, doing the reminding, confirming, thanking, and marketing for you. 123 Pet centralizes your schedule, employees, clients, inventory, and more. 123 Pet is the business management software you need. Start minding your business today. Visit 123petsoftware.com. Let's talk pets. Let's talk
0: pets on Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. Pet Life, Radio. Pet Life Radio. .com. <laughs>
1: Hi, welcome back. So we've talked about the class, how the class, a group class works, what can be covered in a group class, depending on on the training group or, or the trainer, owner's expectations and how to keep them real. And then now let's talk about owner responsibility, because coming to a class an hour a week is not all that it
2: is. And so I, I do the private training, and a lot of people like that. But the group classes are, they make people look around at the other dogs and go, whoops, i got to up my game.
1: There's a little competitiveness yeah. or a little embarrassment. Or
2: not wanting to be embarrassed. Right. It works both ways. Right. So hopefully they are more motivated than they just give up. But that's what we're trying to work for is, yeah, you can do it. Look at them over there. They can do it. You can do it. And then you get a class that supports each other. Oh, yeah, we were having that trouble last week. No, don't worry. Keep on it. You'll get it.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, you hear it all the time. Yeah. Each other.
1: My first two dogs, a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away, my first two dogs that attended a class that I didn't teach were German Shepherds. And they were the ones that got me hooked on training. And then I started teaching classes. But then the next dog I got was a Papillon. I had never ever trained a toy breed dog. He was very different from a German Shepherd. Hmm. Although since he was raised with German Shepherds, he had no idea he was only seven pounds and not 70 pounds. So even though I was teaching classes at the time, I went to another trainer to take my Papillon to training. And I went through puppy classes and basic obedience classes with the Papillon. And this trainer trained a little differently than I did, but that was good too. It was exposure to a different technique. And I actually had to finally go to a third technique for this Papillon because of who he was. (laughs) Size, temperament, breed. But my expectations for the Papillon were that he would be the same as the German Shepherd. And the class trainer immediately told me, no, you will not expect that he'd be just like the German shepherd, because he's not a German shepherd. He doesn't have those working instincts, blah, 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 all this stuff. And he was 100% right. But of course, at the time, I was like I twenty, twenty-one, 21. And I didn't. I didn't want to hear it at that point in time. But the owner responsibility part of the going to the class, which this trainer beat into me real quick, was I had to train my dog. I wasn't training... My previous dogs. I wasn't training any future dogs that I might have. I was training this dog. The dog in front of you. The dog exactly. in front of you. And that became my homework. And I swear, he that trainer told me that every week. <laughs> because, you know. You had different habits. I had different habits. I had competed in obedience with those German shepherds. I had done search and rescue with those German shepherds. Those were two incredibly Well-trained dogs. And those were successful techniques. And they were successful techniques for those dogs. Exactly. And Oh, and they had done carting. I had done all kinds of stuff with those dogs. Here I had this little seven-pound dog who had no working instincts whatsoever. He wanted to please me, but he wasn't a working dog. Yeah. So one of the biggest messages I got from that trainer was I had to work with that dog, and it was my responsibility. To that dog, to yep. work with that dog. It wasn't fair for me to treat that little dog like a German Shepherd. So, over responsibility is vital. Not yes. just to practice your exercises, but to learn who that dog is, to know
0: who that dog is, and how to work with that dog. And that's why we come across a few of those people that compare this current dog to their previous one. That was
1: perfect. Well, that's, this is my third golden retriever.
2: Or Newfoundland. Or Newfoundland, or
0: Newfoundland. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah.
2: There's breed uh, tendencies, sir, but everyone is an individual. You yeah. must adjust for your individual dog. Right. But you can do it. Yeah. It's fun teaching. You do have to... The part that's hard for me is telling somebody, you know, this is not appropriate. Your dog is not ready for this. Either because they're too fearful or because they're too aggressive. You know? I'm mean, not throwing you out to the curb... You have other things you can do, but you can't be in this class. It's not safe for you, and you're not setting your dog up to succeed.
1: And that's very difficult because often that owner is disappointed, mm-hmm. and that's often the Google review that we're terrible trainers, unless we can convince them to do something else. Like, yes, we'd like you to do private training. We're not asking you to do private training to get more money from you, but we're asking you to do private training because... Such and such. You need a few more skills to keep your dog and every other dog safe. Yeah. But it, it's still, it's disappointing. And when they're disappointed, then, you know, not that a bad Google review is everything, but it's a shame when it comes that Disappointed and or embarrassed. Yeah, you know, or angry. Nice but when you see someone really love it and get into it, and it makes my heart feel good. Yeah, it does. It does. My first dog in classes, Watashi, the German Shepherd, the one who destroyed my sofa graduated first in his class, and I was hooked. That was that was 46 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> and that's
2: all she wrote. <laughs> Sometimes I think about, well, just the other night, graduated a class, and there was a dog that was right on the edge as to whether or not it should have stayed in class. Yeah. Because it was dog aggressive. But you talked to her at the graduation. What did you say?
0: Yeah, I mean, and... And I said she is too getting a diploma for the work she and her dog did. We saw a change, an improvement from her and her dog from day one to the end. But I also did give her with a warning that the skills here, you're, you're good, you've learned, keep going. But be very cautious, taking it out in the public. I mean, she did mention she goes and with her husband. Her husband has to hold the dog. The dog is reactive to small And in I think future.
1: that's a good point. Training can help change some mm-hmm. behavior. Training can hopefully give you more control, but it's not going to change who the dog is. It's right. not going to change the dog's temperament. Nothing's going to change that. Right?
2: As far as working around other dogs, I and mean, she started five hundred yards behind everybody else in class, mm-hmm. so she basically just got up to the start line. But that was the still five hundred yards of travel for
0: her.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah.
0: And her dog. I remember
1: yeah. her first week class. That was a lot better
0: over in the corner, yeah. in the back. Yeah. And it was a lot of training her. There was a lot of habits. I worked a lot with her to break, to communicate better with their dog. She had and it's it. always a
2: balancing act between, I don't want to send a dog away. It's potentially a dangerous dog that could go out there and cause damage in the world. I want to help them, but I also want to keep the class safe. So we're always trying to balance
1: yeah. whether
2: the they one. can stay in class. Yeah. Or if they can't, can we convince them to let us help them in another way?
0: Or the one owner that has a Ferrari.
2: Yeah. You would call it a Ferrari. Yeah. She was so frustrated with her Dobie mix. And I said, you need a break? She goes, yeah. He pulled her down to the ground.
0: Oh. And he too would just go off and the dog walked by.
2: So I, I said, well, do you take a break? I took the leash.
0: I was having a blast.
2: The dog was like driving mm-hmm. a Ferrari. Mm-hmm. I had to respond to him very, very quickly and so forth. But then he was going, oh, all right.
1: Well, horse owners would yeah. say she was over-horsed. Yeah. yeah she had yeah. too much horse. Yeah. Too much horse. <laughs> yeah.
0: Too much dog. It was, it was, and I, I it thought he was a so blast. Yeah, he was a cool dog. School a cool dog. When, when he,
2: he can rise to the occasion, right. actually, with him. Right. right. He's very smart, very strong, very young. But anyway, group classes. All
1: Bye. right. I hope we gave you a lot of information. If you've been attending a group class, just another view.
2: And one more um, thing. One more yes. thing. Yes. I love it when somebody calls and says, we'd like to bring a dog to your class. Can we come
1: observe? As long yes. as you leave your dog at home, feel free to come and watch. Yeah, we have no I have, problem with that. I have that. no problem no. with that. Any, no.
2: any trainer who doesn't want
1: to let you observe, go find another one. Yeah. If you come and watch and see how the trainers work, and see the relationship between the trainers and the dog owners in class, the relationship between the trainers and their own dogs when they're doing a demo. You went to a class, Kate, where the dog trainer's dog never came out of the crate.
2: Oh, it, it's this worry. It. What? Okay. Was, yeah.
1: so many excuses. And then how the trainers react if they're handling a student's dog. Now, if the student's dog throws a temper tantrum, that might be different than if the student's dog is cooperating. But you can see how it's handled. So, yeah,
2: And frankly, I'd rather have somebody come and watch the class and go, yeah, that's not quite what I was looking for. Great, no
0: problem, thanks. Yeah, exactly. There we, are other trainers. we got
2: students on our waiting list to get in. Yeah. I mean, right so.
0: now we have somebody, Kate and I, are doing private sessions where they're driving two hours away, coming down two hours, because we came highly recommended. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then there was an else she found that she liked, and... We, we Love this, and everything's going very good. But we've had students yeah.
1: come from a distance.
0: We did quite a
1: few times. It's, quite a it, few it's times where I've gone. Really? I don't I know, know if I want to drive that <laughs> long. Yeah. I mean, is it, anybody
0: else near you? That North, like,
2: no. North Hollywood's what, at least a three-hour drive. Yeah. Uh, yeah.
1: National City down near the Mexican border. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's a so one-hour class. Yeah. You're driving an hour and a half to us for a one-hour class, and then an hour and a half home. Wow. Thank you. <laughs> yes, it is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. It's All amazing. right. So that's it for group classes. Coming up, the next two that we'll record in September, we're going to do one on board and train, the same questions that we asked for this and the same questions we asked for private training. And then we've had a listener request that we talk about small dog aggression and small dog reactivity, especially towards other dogs. So we're going to talk about that. And if you have something you'd like us to talk about, drop us an email. If you're on It's a Doggy Dog World, our email is up there. Or Google Kindred Spirits Dog Training, our website. You can contact us from our website. And just say you're a listener to our podcast and could we talk about such and such.
2: And we are the Kindred Spirits Dog Training in California. There is yes. one
1: in Tennessee? And I
2: think there might have been another one that jumped in in Florida or something. Oh, okay. Plus, I got a call the other day that I answered with Kindred Spirits, and he goes, yes, do you have a certain kind of beer on sale? (laughs) I think you have the wrong spirits, sir.
1: Oh, and then there's a Kindred Spirit psychic.
2: That's right.
1: We haven't had a call from her lately, though.
2: I think they've been on COVID lockdown. Uh, Oh, okay. okay. So we are in Yeah, make sure you get the right ones.
1: Kindred Spirits in San Diego County. There you go. All right, that's it. We'll see you next time.
0: Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Having a rough day? Longing for the dog days of summer? Think your fun furry friend lives a dog's life? Well, find out everything you're begging to know as Pet Life Radio presents It's a Doggy Dog World with pet expert and award-winning author Liz Palaika. Every dog has his day, and you'll find out how to make your dog's day fun and rewarding.